Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mayer. And I'm Brian Park. Youngmi, this feels weird. It feels so weird. It's been so... Well, because we did a bunch of episodes, and then so we had a little break. For the first time in years, we weren't like scrambling to record right before the due date. (laughs) We went a little too hard. We were prepared, and we decided to reward ourselves with a nice vacation. Yeah, and it was a it was great timing because it was right after our show, and that felt like nice. Like we did this show, and then we had a break. So, listeners, this is our first time recording. We're back in the studio, aka over Zoom, in two in weeks. Bedroom. Feels ru- <laughs> I feel rusty. <laughs> I feel rusty. I'm like, what do I do? I'm just like, I have like, I'm I switched from coffee to tea recently. Okay. Because let me tell you something. I don't like coffee and I like tea. And I was like, why am I, why am I forcing myself to drink coffee every day? Life is short, you know. Because coffee is fucking amazing and better than tea in every single way imaginable. But I just make really strong tea, like real I hate great tea. tea. I hate tea. Really? There's very the few things that I hate. So much better. Flavor you hate is better. tea? Yeah, I hate tea. <laughs> what kind of person uh, hates tea? This is going to be a bad dad joke. I like tea, as in I like gossip. I like hearing the truth. <laughs> but when it comes to tea, the texture of it, I hate it. It's, you know, snails, when they walk or tend, like, if you see any tentacle, it, it leaves like that, like, slimy entrail slimy. goo. That tea, tea, tea gives me that feeling going down my like throat, like it's too slippery. Really? Yeah. Maybe you're. I've never felt that with tea. Really? Wait, let me try to drink this. It's fine. I would never choose it over coffee. It's just fine. I don't like it. Slippery. Wow. Yeah. That's so every kind of every single kind of tea does that to you. Yeah. Yeah. Some more than others. Maybe it's psychosomatic, but maybe, yeah, overrated. <laughs> That's okay. Live your truth, Brian. Don't drink yeah. tea. <laughs> so I feel like I, I guess this is you know feeling Asian, Brian. We if if anything, we have the, the one thing that we give to our listeners is we're we're real and honest. Brian and I we had like a little tea. rough. We give him the tea <laughs> that Brian hates to drink. <laughs> Brian and I had a little rough patch and we were like we took a little break from each other which was nice I think we like sort of recalibrated our emotions about the podcast yeah mommy and daddy had to take a little break (laughs) stop (laughs) Um, and so yeah so I, I think Brian and I were like discussing you know whether or not we should really talk about it on the podcast but I feel like that's I mean that is that's what they're here for that's the tea right they're here for the good tea the good tea but 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 i guess before you know we talk about that because it is kind of awkward i'm really excited because i this is i just want to tell the listeners that this might not happen but i reached out to the um chris not um natalie lee's representation for love is blind and i just told brian and i really want her to come on the podcast and Brian hasn't watched it, so I was like giving him the tea about Love Is Blind. <laughs> Listeners, wouldn't that be so fun to? Because I'm di- I'm fucking dying to know. I'm dying to know if she told Shane if she was Asian before they met, right? I'm dying to know. Aren't you dying? Young, right? me, well, young like, me gave me a the the best recap, and I'm dying to know. Young me, I think it should become a new goal for us to 
get cast in a reality TV show. Like Love is Blind. Do you want to get cast on Love is Blind? No, I would. (laughs) (laughs) I would. I want to get cast in um, The Amazing Race. It's my favorite reality show of all time. That one's so. Is that the one where they just drop you off somewhere and you have to like find your way? Yeah, you have to like do these challenges in these random locales. And, uh, you know, I think we should submit an application on behalf of our podcast. It'd be good clout for our podcast. And you we too, would just, you and I? Yeah, it'll be Young Me and Brian podcast hosts. And it would just be us being fucking so bad and navigating in like Bangalore. <laughs> I don't know what this says about me, Brian, and our relationship, but I would love to do that with you. I feel like we would do good. You know what I mean? I feel like we would do really good. Right? Like, I feel would like we, we would I, like I figure would. it out. I think we'd do good. I think we'd do good. <laughs> Hour two, you're like, I'm hot. I don't have any water. And I was just like, I'm like, Brian, come on, Brian. And then we like tell each other jokes. We're like so bad at surviving. Oh, God. Let's make it happen. Listeners, If just, oh, also, by the way, um, we got to share this on our Instagram at some point, but uh, someone made us a bootleg t-shirt from the Chris Ying episode. From the Chris Ying episode? No, 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 oh, no. from from the young from the young go from the young ego episode we talked about oh. bootleg t-shirts and oh my god somebody made we, one i think we should make merch. that our merch it's like so good okay what our i swear to god our merch idea is you as a listener make the shirts we will sell <laughs> them on our website and we will give you like a cut or just give you all the money because we don't really like right <laughs> And then we'll We're donate good. the we'll donate the money to charity. That's like a great idea. Business is our passion. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. That's sweet. You make the merch. We're outsourcing it, and then we will all the profit will will donate it to um, Asian charities. Oh, I was kind of hoping that we would keep some of the profit to reinvest <laughs> in the podcast, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just let's just do that instead. I love I love that idea. <laughs> I don't know how to like make that happen, but I love that. It's so like DIY. Well, young me in any case, we're back in the studio. Two weeks off, baby. But before we dive into the hot tea, how are you feeling? I'm feeling, you know, I, this is a big thing for me because I know, you know, as I, as always, I, I talk about this a lot and I think it's important because as I have said, it's like a lifelong journey. I have, you know, like, issues with body dysmorphia and mm-hmm. i'm at such a good place with it right now wow and, but which is hard yeah because like you know if if you uh, suffer from like body dysmorphia or any sort of like eating disorders or body stuff you know that uh for me it's like when i wake up it's like the first thing that's in my head i feel bad about or guilty about my body you mm-hmm. know mm. and it's um and it's like I'm at this point where like I'll always the negative feeling is there first and then I'll try to like align it with some sort of uh, issue that makes it justified. Like, for example, I'll feel like shit when I wake up and then I'll be like, oh, my God, last night I ate McDonald's, you know, like mm. that, you know, like I'll feel bad first and then I'll like put a reason behind that negative feeling. Um, right, right, right. But I... I feel like with the practice of trying to like heal myself from that, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of go through the bad feeling and then I'll say something like I ate McDonald's and then I'll be like, 
that's not real. You look fine. You don't look like shit. Like, yeah. that's not real. And you don't have to feel bad about that. So I'm at like this place right now. Um, and I'm just going to say one thing. Like I, you know, I, I said on the podcast a while, ago, a few months ago, I started taking Adderall for ADD. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like it's like a little too strong for me. So I've sort of like tapered down and I yeah. use like a very low dose. But what I've noticed and, you know, if anyone's listening to this, that's like a mental health care professional. Please let me know if this is accurate. What I've noticed about the Adderall is that it's helped me so much with body dysmorphia. Mm. Like those overwhelming crippling feelings like of anxiety about food and my body Hmm. have like really gone away whoa yeah that's great yeah and it it sounds like you have engaged in this practice where you can like curb yourself from um you know uh giving strength to these anxieties like you catch yourself and you're like oh this Mm -hmm. is dumb do you do that and then it stops or have, are you, do you feel yourself reaching a point where like those anxious thoughts like aren't even popping up as frequently anymore? Uh, I think it's both, both, it's both like one thing is that they're not as frequent, yeah. but when they come, it's like very mild, hmm. you know, and it's like yeah. very easy to control. Yeah. Um, but it's, Body dysmorphia is such a bizarre thing. If anyone has it, please, yeah, it you'll, you'll feel me. Because like you literally will go through your phone yeah. uh, or, or like, or let's say somebody takes a picture of you and you're just like, I look like a fucking mutant. Like I look so disgusting, <laughs> right? And you look yeah. at your face and you're just like, oh my God, I look like fucking horrible. And then um, in that moment, when that moment passes, you go back and look at that picture and you look totally different it's like so it's so intense it's like literally it puts goggles on you um Mm. and it makes you look like repulsive and then now Mm -hmm. like now that i've like worked away from it Mm -hmm. i'm like scrolling i was just like scrolling through my old pictures because i was looking at mino's you know it was mino's birthday so i was just looking at old pictures of mino and i was like oh i remember thinking in this picture that i looked repulsive and i'm like I look totally like the, exactly the same as I do now. Why did I think mm. I look so dis? It, it's really, it's really interesting to have those goggles like taken away. Oh God! Well, it's I'm rough. really glad that it's it's you've you I don't you've managed it because I I know it's you know you've struggled with it throughout the entirety of this podcast and it comes and goes and waves. So uh, yeah. yeah, it makes me and happy that you're in a good place with it in this moment it's definitely not gone it's just yeah. you know it's like wait you know like most issues in the in life it's like hills right. and valleys but right now i'm at like a really good place with it and i feel very light it, it's very like light feeling you know mm. yeah that's amazing thanks how are you feeling brian i'm feeling okay so it's been uh, a couple weeks since we've last recorded and since then i am feeling a lot of different emotions so uh the first one that i guess is just more uh at the top of my mind is that like one of so one of one of our friends uh just recently moved to LA mm-hmm. and 
normally I, you know, when that happens, you're obviously like very happy for them because if any, if any of your friends moves to start a new job, it's like a joyous occasion and you know, you, you want all the best for their success. But as I've gotten older, when these things happen or like when a friend moves away, it makes me so sad. I was so sad. Mm. Then, and you know, I was talking about it with my girlfriend and I, I just feel that right now, I, I feel like the number of friendships I have remaining in my life are finite. And it's like, mm. if a big relocation happens, I, it just, it just impacts me a lot more. And yeah. I know it's just a scarcity mindset that I've applied to friendships because I have lost friends because of different life circumstances, you know, like some of my friends have are married and have kids and they link up with other parents because you have that shared bond. But, you yeah. know, I am mm -hmm. I am not in that life stage. So I am left with friends who are in a similar life stage as me who are like focused on their career and not like not don't have children. But when mm -hmm. I lose like when I lose someone in my immediate proximity to, uh, from that roster of people that I can reach out to, it like makes me feel lonely and it makes me feel a lot more sad. It, make me, it makes me feel very sad because I realize that like, it just feels like, like connecting with people on a deep level. I, this is quite cynical of me, but it's so rare to like meet people mm -hmm. that you really connect mm. with and vibe with. And I find it like happening less frequently as I've gotten older. Cause when, you know, yeah. when, I, when I was in college, like it was so easy to make friends. You're just like around people all the time and you just connect. But as you, yeah. it's, it's like this, uh, it's almost this like inverse thing that happens where as you get older, I come into my own more. I, I know what I like and don't like. I have better boundaries. Yeah. I don't tolerate as much bullshit, but with that, I've become more selective with who I want to really spend my time with. And so mm -hmm. when one of those friends who've, who I, who I've like learned to really value and admire like leaves, it just, it just made me really sad. And it's not like a permanent thing, obviously with the internet, yeah. you can like keep in touch online and uh, obviously you can text each other, but um, I don't know, just like the physical departure it, that it made me really sad. So that, does that make sense? So sad. Well, I, I, whenever that kind of stuff happens to me, I have this, I thinking like, it's such a like primitive emotion. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like back in the old days, sorry, not to be Joe Rogany, but like in the caveman <laughs> days, you yeah. would never lose, you would never lose your, you know, 25 people in your little caveman crew. Yeah. Unless they died. Yeah. Like it, people just didn't, go away you know and i think that's like right. a very primitive emotion to be like this is my fucking caveman crew right and um i feel those very deep feelings when people move or or when i move apartments which seems mm -hmm. very like very like oh who gives a shit but like i was like trying to honor my like primitive emotions being like that's a big deal like you know biologically yeah. it's weird yeah it's a weird feeling yeah so that that happens and then the other thing that i've been feeling is i guess maybe somewhat tangentially related it's also related to the tea 
of the episode, but I've been feeling very um, independent in that, mm, mm-hmm. like, I've I, in these past two weeks, I've set aside time to. This sounds so cliche and LA. <laughs> I guess this is like a loosely Joe Rogan themed episode, but why are I we have... so judgmental of, of, of <laughs> ourselves? Both no. of us, like bef- before we say any, I was like, I don't want to sound like Joe Rogan. You're like, I don't want to sound LA. Well, whatever. This is us. Well, We're Joe Rogan. I feel, I feel, I feel very independent, <laughs> and I've in these past two weeks, I've really set aside time to uh, focus on personal work and like my own projects in okay. that like and partially it was inspired by <laughs> this is gonna this is so funny um yeah so i've been watching i've seen the kanye west documentary on netflix oh, okay okay here yeah. we go and uh <laughs> say what you will but kanye west is someone who you know he he put in the work like he's someone one thing that i took away from the kanye west documentary is the love that Donda, his mother, had for her son is just yeah. so <sighs> tender and beautiful. And mm. you can really see how Kanye like developed the self-confidence and self-belief in himself that he really was gonna like everyone would know his name one day. But it was propped yeah. up by like the unwavering like support and love that his mom provided for him. Because throughout, yeah. like, they show clips and it was just so touching to see, like, her, her providing, like, constructive feedback for his work. But, like, she is truly his number one fan of being, like, you're the best. Like, you're truly the best, Kanye. Like, I love that yeah. verse of yours. And I'm like, oh, fuck. That, that right there, like, you can really see where he developed that confidence to be, like, I am yeah. the fucking shit. Like, I'm so good. And granted, like, he had the talent to back it up. But it was it was really illuminating to see this documentary. And one, like he had this crazy uh, work at like this this devotion to his work. Like he put in the hours like he was this crazy producer, produced so many beats. And there's this moment where, you know, he really had to overcome the stigma of like not being perceived as a rapper because everyone Mm. wanted to just shoehorn him as just a producer who made beats like People like kind mm. of cast him aside and be like, you can't rap, like just stick to making your beats. And I could see how, because Kanye was kind of, in my opinion, he was kind of annoying, like kind of really like clean yeah. about it. And just like any room that would, anyone that would give him attention, he would just like spit bars and be like, look, I'm a rapper. And that yeah. quality is something that I don't like, I'm working on. I don't have, I, I, I have a hard time owning up in my own work. Cause like mm. he's, he's an example of someone who he, I, he truly believes like he's the best and he deserves it. And it yeah. comes off as like annoying because it's like that, like, like yeah. we all know, like it, 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 it's one thing to like intellectualize it, but it's another thing to actually practice it to be like, you got to follow up with people. You just got to be the most annoying person. And like, you hear yeah. the stories of people, like I called him like 10,000 times a day. And like, eventually he got, I just broke him down. And eventually he gave me that one chance, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Kanye is like kind of like that in a nutshell, but he also is an immense talent and has it to like back it up, you know? But yeah, in my own work, I probably call like one time and then they don't pick up. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> 
all right, yeah. whatever. I guess it's not going to happen. Or like, or like, oh, do you want to like listen to this? Like, no worries if not. Like, if you're no worries if not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's super inspiring to just to see a, an artist who has that uh, unwavering self belief in himself. And so yeah. I felt partially inspired from the documentary and just like life changes that have been going on with me of like, okay, well, you know what? I should produce work that is solely for me and let's just see where that takes me. And like yeah. after like two or three days of that, I immediately felt myself going back into that sort of cycle of like, oh, right, like, let's write. I'm going to write. And then after looking at my Word doc, I'm like, I am so bad at writing. Like, what the fuck is Oh, my God, is- I can't. <laughs> I can't write. It's so hard, Brian. I've been trying. Well, actually, can I just say something about the Kanye thing? I think that, you know, he gets like, obviously, right, I'm not like, I'm not like saying what he's doing to Kim is great. Like, oh, I, that's, I know, that's, under- I understand that's that. That's a whole other conversation, yeah. I understand why the you know society has villainized him, and I I agree. But also, it, I think there's it's a complicated, nuanced com- like conversation. Like he was like a black man growing up in America, and like nobody fucking gives you a chance here. It's it's right. a rate, you know. It's like it's very hard for black people, and like the fact that he could propel himself into stardom. It's like every time I think somebody becomes famous. Um, from like a marginalized community in this country, it's like fucking amazing, you know. And oh, uh, yes, for sure. also of course he's very talented, but and you know obviously there's like it is bordering on pathological, but it's almost <laughs> like that's what you, that's how you have to be, you know. Like that's how you have to be for anyone to like give you a chance here. So I I, I understand part of why he's like that, and I'm glad that you found inspiration. Like you're you're pick you know like you are picking up a good message from that which is you have to really advocate for yourself, you know. Right, right. And, and it, yeah, it's, you know, in, in the process of that, like I, you know, I'm I'm trying to find like advocates uh, to be like who can vouch for me, and mm. in doing so, you have to sell yourself, you know. And so, uh, in the past two weeks, I I on so a funny. on a word document, I wrote down like career accolades all of the things that i have like done for myself or things i've accomplished and yeah. seeing it all in a list uh, it made me feel proud of myself in a way that i haven't felt in in a while in that That's like great. you know when we're in the rat race of things it's hard i don't think i realize how much i've really done and yeah. taking time to just do that uh, I, I felt proud of myself. Like I fe- that made me feel very happy. Of like, damn, like I have done a lot, and I don't give myself enough credit for it. So that was that was a yeah. good practice. So any, if any of you listeners out there who like are in creative fields or just anything, like I think it's a good practice just to write down. Like you, I, fe- I think you'd surprise yourself by how much you've accomplished because you know when you're in it, it's hard. You you have your blinders it's on. Hard. And you just don't see. Yeah. You know, you know what I think about in that respect? Um, I feel like life feels like an A24 movie where it's <laughs> like, it feels like nothing is happening. But right. then if you sit down and think you're like, oh, a lot of stuff happened. But while you're, do you know what I mean? Like while you're watching no, an A24 sure. movie, you're like, nothing is <laughs> happening for two hours. And then at the end, you're like, oh my God. Like you oh have to sit down God. and like, <laughs> yeah. Like, and then she died. Like, you know, like you have to like list all these things. Life feels like an A24 movie. Damn. Damn. That's um, a young me mayor. Spin some bars. Life, life be like an A24 movie. I'm going to become a rapper. 
<laughs> oh my god the other day i was with my friend and i was like i've never rapped in my life but like we were talking about how how um megan the stallion is so talented as a rapper right and i was like what if, i told my friend i was like what if like what if one of us was really good at rapping but we just never tried it so we didn't know and then we tried rapping nope not oh. good at it oh no I'm not good at it young are you gonna release the tapes <laughs> No, I, do, I was like, what if I'm really good at rapping? I've never tried it. And then I tried it. Nope, not. I'm not a good rapper, everyone. Uh, nope, so. absolutely one of the hardest art forms there is. <laughs> so hard. St- I still respect Megan the Stallion. So oh my, I'm like, how is she doing this? This is, so, this is such talent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited that you did that. And I'm like, I'm glad that you said that because I think a lot of people feel that way. It's like, it, it's hard to sort of, it's hard to advocate for yourself you know but you have to i know we gotta channel our kanye energy especially (laughs) if you don't have a supportive mom you know like my parents were not at all they're like don't do anything you suck and i was like (laughs) like i had to fight through that yeah exactly but the fact that you even made it this far in spite of that is like fucking sick see yeah all right Um, well to the Do you tea. know what I want to say? Yeah, the tea. I guess I don't want to... get to the tea. I was like, you know, there... Okay, so the tea is that we... I think we came to the conclusion that we are... We love the podcast. It means a lot to us. This is something, you know, we're so thankful for everyone that's listening. Um, and I know Brian and I both care about it deeply. But I'm we on do have, my seat right now. No, I, I'm just telling the <laughs> listeners. It's not. It's not new information to you, but it's just like we do have creative differences, and I think they were just like coming to a head. But you know what I was thinking about, Brian, and I, mm-hmm. I, and this is the. I'm really glad actually that we're talking about this on the podcast. I think if I'm really, and I I'm not like trying to be critical of myself, but I'm trying to understand myself. I think a lot of the issues that I had between us you know there were some of them were valid um and i'm not what i am not like sitting here pretending everything's my fault or obviously you you know i'm not doing that but um i think a lot of the feelings and the dark like the deep emotions uh, like negative emotions that i had about our relationship came from a place of like my insecurity and talking to you about all this i could see that we were both coming in that from that kind of point of view and i think most Mm. people do when you do have a argument with somebody you know you're coming from your place of insecurity or hurt right and i think seeing seeing that helped me realize that um besides the valid problems that i had with our working relationship i also had these feelings that were kind of unfounded and I don't think I've said this to you yet, but I think one of the feelings that I had and, you know, obviously you, I'm not trying to like say how you feel. And if I'm wrong, please disagree. But, and I think now I see that I was wrong. One of the feelings that I had was that like you didn't, you didn't like care or like this, like you didn't like it like the podcast or care Mm. and it and i you know i see now that i think that was coming from maybe a place of my insecurity like this you know this is something that i really want to do and 
in my head i was just kind of like oh brian's just kind of like putting up with it Mm. um and i know that that's that's not real that's not true but i think that was what was making me feel emotional it's it's interesting that you say that because uh well just to provide a little bit more color for our listeners uh i I like in this podcast and our working relationship to it's just like any other relationship like obviously you know we're strictly professional but it felt like it's like getting into a fight with your partner you know and mm, yeah there's a lot of like, like emotions that. that spill over and yeah and you know in a romantic partnership you're kind of like okay is this going to work between us and mm-hmm. trying to meet a middle ground to to resolve and mend the the relationship it's not like mm-hmm. between like you or me like fixing you fixing me it's about what can we do and is it worth staying together to fix this relationship and yeah. Yeah, so that's basically what happened is that, you know, we obviously are our own people and we have creative differences. And uh, I think just like the stresses of, you know, the live show and et cetera, et cetera, it boiled over and we had a little rough patch. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I and I get it. Like I have expressed before how, uh, yeah, like I, 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 but that's the thing that was like I... I care immensely about this podcast to the point yeah. where the thing that was so jarring for me and what kind of led me to this feeling of, oh, I got to be independent now is mm. I, the, this podcast is in many ways really all that I have. I, mm. you know, I, so much of my free time is devoted strictly to this and, mm-hmm. you know, with, any creative partnership it's you know it's not entirely yours like you are sharing a percentage stake in a project and Mm -hmm. at any moment just like any relationship it could end and Mm -hmm. i think the stark reality of that made me like oh fuck i need to Mm -hmm. i should focus on myself and do things on my own accord just for my own self-preservation because it's just like a, a romantic partnership, you know. If I if I don't have any friends outside of my yeah. relationship or have my own hobbies or do anything, that that's also unhealthy. And it just because that's literally the definition of codependency of like, and that's suffocating, you know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. but yeah, like I ex- I've expressed before on this podcast how you know there's there's moments where I've felt like, oh, what what can we do to shake this up or. Because it's like work in a way, you know, you kind of get into this groove, you know, and yeah, yeah, for me, yeah. it goes like up and down. There's moments where I'm super fucking amped about this podcast and mm. uh, and and needless, like I, I want to go on the record and make it very clear that I, it is an immense privilege to even be in this position to do a podcast like this and yeah. to be mm-hmm. be able to have interesting conversations with people that I've looked up to for you know, like X amount of years or that. Like, yeah. it's so sick that we've grown to a level where we get to speak to just such interesting people. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, at the, it's like, at times it does feel like work. And at times I'm just kind of like, ah, you know, let's just do it. It can feel stale. Mm-hmm. We're on autopilot. We're, you know, and for that, I'll, 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 I'll be accountable for that. There are moments where I do that. And, you know, I, I apologize if you felt that and it made you feel 
or doubt your own like feelings about this project but mm-hmm. yeah no i i, I want to stress that i do feel very uh i am very like this in an almost unhealthy way like this is all i care about and all i have you know mm. i mean i i hear you say that i i know it's like not all you have because i know that there are other things but i i think i think i was like internalizing a lot of stuff that you were saying maybe in an incorrect way like you know because you would say i think this is just like you were just being my friend and telling me like oh you like when you were saying oh you know people are getting acting jobs and i want like an acting job and like i want right. you know like i would like to be like i thought this movie was great and i want to do something like that and i was like mm. i was just kind of feeling like oh like does is i think i was internalizing that as like you being like oh i don't want to do this i'm just like doing this because this is the this thing you know like which is unfair to you because you know what i mean because like i would and i I, I get it because because we've talked about this like you know whenever you see somebody doing something cool and you feel sort of left behind you know like that's right that's like a feeling that is common and you've expressed that and i think you're just being very honest about that but i think i was internalizing it like oh this is i guess this is just like not what brian would want to do or something that was a big part Mm. of it and i think that was Mm. a it was a not that's like what i was feeling but also but i honestly feel like you know through your work in the podcast and um you know how much how much work you put into it you have shown so much that you do care about it it's just we've had all of these difficult conversations over Mm -hmm. the course of these past couple weeks like you know listeners we and it was all like very civil but we it it i've you know for a while for a hot minute i was so stressed and like freaking out and being like oh shit this this thing that we've worked so hard to build and uh, like it just like it this it it made me realize how it isn't permanent you know yeah like yeah i've in spite of me saying things like oh you know i, I want to act or do this it, in the, when i say that like in my mind like this podcast is like it's just going to be a constant it's just there you know it's just mm-hmm. It, it's just there and yeah you know and you know we had these difficult conversations where it would um it, it, it could we could potentially be in a reality where like it it wouldn't it wouldn't be there anymore mm-hmm. but the thing is like it's you know you express your insecurities to me but i also have insecurities about yeah like directed towards you in the opposite direction because like and i, I think that is also what has sort of lit a fire under my ass to um, f- create more work with my name on it. Because in many ways, yeah. I mean, like you have this thriving social media presence that is, and it happened over the course of this podcast. Like you have this amazing yeah. TikTok where you showcase your brand of humor and uh, it, it, and you know, it's not like in a way it felt that made me feel like, Mm. you don't you don't need this as much as i do if that makes sense like you you Mm. have this this huge like you young me are you yourself are like are known people know you for your work you know 
mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. know you for this podcast too. But on my own accord, I think I was just a most like uh, uh, investing most of my energy into this podcast, mm-hmm. and. I think in the beginning stages, like we needed to because we didn't really know what we were doing, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just like anything new, you just, it just takes you a longer time to figure things out. I think now we've reached a place where we're both very good at what we do and yeah. we can be very proud of what we've built because it was really fucking hard to build this podcast and get to this point. Now, yeah. I, if I'm being entirely honest, there's probably a small part of me, there's, there is an element of me that, maybe might have doubled down into my investment in this just so I didn't have to confront with the mm. insecurities that I have in producing my own work outside of it. Mm. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, you know, instead yeah. of being like, yeah. oh, this isn't a good place. Now I can free up some creative energy to to write or produce my own comedy mm. work that that mm-hmm. doesn't that that is solely mine that showcases <sighs> me as an individual, my name and my work. And instead of like just doing it, maybe there is it's scary it's scary putting your work out there you know writing is, something yeah. and putting it onto the world and so i i admire you a lot in that regard and that you can just like put yourself out there and it's and, and for good matter because you know you you impact a lot of people and you make so many people laugh but mm-hmm. maybe my my other i went in the other direction of like oh well, i'm just gonna double down like even harder mm-hmm. on the podcast because mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's so like messy and complicated but yeah, like this was hard. It, uh, this was such a fucking difficult past two weeks when we took a little break just to yeah. like gather our thoughts, young me. And yeah, there was like frustration, there was anger, but mm-hmm. uh, not only like directed at you, but so a lot of it was directed at myself of just being like, what am I, what am I doing with my life? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear because I was like. Yeah, that that's like really interesting because I, yeah. But I want to say another thing is the past few years have been very difficult. You know, obviously everyone yeah. knows like with the pandemic, and we all I think emotionally reacted in a different way. And for me, I just sort of like fucking threw spaghetti at a wall. I was just like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna fucking die." You know, like, and I fucking, yeah. to be honest, I lost my mind in a certain way. And I think everyone can right. relate to that. And I, I think maybe, maybe your reaction, again, I'm just like saying this, like, maybe your reaction was to like, try to find security and safety. And that that's like how you responded in your career. Like, you know, like yeah. sort of focus on something that has momentum and like really put your energy into it. Whereas now I was just like, ah, like, what the fuck? You know, like, I'm just going to like, right, right make fucking dick videos or whatever um and so but i don't think there's i don't think there's anything wrong with the fact that we both as creatives went our you know our routes but i'm right. I'm happy but i'm happy to hear that like you came out after these two weeks with like this newfound energy to like maybe advocate for yourself you know like what you were talking yeah. about with the like the kanye documentary you're like i can i have to do this and i have to just sort of like maybe shift away from like just feeling like having to like double down on something that feels really secure and just like go out there now you know right right yeah right no i and, and I'm, I'm glad that you like can can recognize that without um because, you know, I, I want to stress that the, I, I'm very proud of this thing that we've built together. 
And yeah. it's almost this double-edged sword in that I think over the course of this podcast, and I think our listeners all know that we have we're very different people. Our approach yeah. to work is very different. We are we are like diametrically opposite in many, many ways. And yep. but I also think that, you know, th- that is also what makes this partnership and dynamic work in many ways too in that yeah um, i agree i think i i'll be the like you i'll admit that you uh in things that i lack you know whether it is in terms of like intuition spontaneity and just overall kind of being like uh, being comfortable with things being messy yeah i think you excel at that tremendously and i i can i will acknowledge that you you fill in those gaps for me and it's something Uh that i wish i had more of and i i I do my best to replicate but again like because we are so diametrically opposite Mm -hmm. there's like so much friction that happens because uh it's just like we're in a creative partnership with each other but yeah i i do stress that and i i don't think it's uncommon because i see so many memes on twitter of like this is every podcast dynamic and it's like (laughs) a guy a guy in a suit and then the other person's like wearing like a clown outfit you know are women (laughs) are women human beings um no but But, right, I, you know, I think, okay, so I want to say this. I want to say, I think the issue for me was that because yeah. we are different, I think both of us actually, um, forgive me if I'm speaking for you, but I think both of us felt this. I felt that, like, the both of us felt like the other person was not appreciating our positive attributes. Because, oh, do you know what I mean? 100,000 percent. It's like I feel like percent. that's how I felt. I was like, well, Brian's really good and he's very organized and he's like on top of all his shit, but I'm not like that. But I do bring this to the table and I feel like Brian doesn't see that and I feel like you felt that way. You're like, <laughs> young me is like funny and like whatever loud and crazy, but I I like keep this shit running and young me doesn't see that about me. And I think yeah. I think that moving on, we should really both of us recognize that you know, I, I said this to you during, you know, our many conversations. There is yeah. no part of me that feels like you are not like doing your role, like doing something for the podcast. Like, there's never in my mind that I think, oh, like whatever, Brian doesn't do anything. I I, vi- I vivid, like vividly, vividly, visibly, <laughs> vividly I, I can and see, visibly. I can see and feel your input in this podcast and I recognize it as extremely integral and important to the podcast. There's never been, do you know what I mean? Cause yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah. want to stress that because I feel like both of us are feeling that way. Like the other person yeah. thinks that about the other person. And I really don't yeah. think that's true. I think both of us really respect and, um, each other's work. Also, Brian, do you, are people listening to this right now? Like, what is this? Are, do you think they're going to be into this? What? Like, we're just like, where we had an argument and like, do you think people are listening to this? What they're they're loving this? No, I, that's so funny. Do you think I they literally just, they, they turned this literally, off already? Fifteen minutes ago, they're like, "What, what the fuck like, is going what on? What the He's fuck is this shit? What? Po- what? This is like what? 
This is like, you know what this feels? Yeah, they're like, what the hell is going on here? No, no, people, I thought people, this are, people are listening to this, okay? They're this loving is, this. This is exactly like Love is Blind reunion. This is exactly Seriously. behind the rose <laughs> bachelor reunion. Did you know I was Asian? Um, <laughs> wait, no, but does, doesn't this feel like uh, one of those like VH1 behind the music? Like creed oh back at like God. we broke up what what happened man like it, it does feel very much it does weirdly feel like a re, like a romantic relationship where it's like 100 it's, it's a lot calmer i think because like in a romantic relationship because like sex is involved i i always i i'm so crazy when i fight with people but like this is like this is psychologically similar but i think it's a lot calmer because like we're we just, just need like, a good oh, we need a adults. good voiceover like Despite all of the confetti-filled Instagram photos of them smiling together, something more sinister lurked beneath. <laughs> it's, it's Brian and Young Me, the po- behind the podcast A24 movie. This is the um, A24 version. However, I, you know what? Same wavelength too. I was as we were just talking. I was like, what? What, what is happening? But you know what? You know what? Oh, who knows? This, this is, is what they th- love. The listeners th- th- love this. Hey, it's not the it's not just the listeners. We love it too. I think that's the thing. This is like the buttoned up version of me that's like, are we showing our cards too much? Like if you go to any corporate if there was any corporate corporation that has like a brand strategy team, I don't think any of them would ever be like yeah, argue on let's, argue on camera. Let's let's show <laughs> let's show our audience that we don't so sometimes we don't have our shit together and things are real rocky and bad. No, but but I will I feel stress like that this is our strength. Yeah, <laughs> I I will You'll stress, stress that it is again. You know, this is our po- our podcast is about being real. I think that's the beauty of the pod. The nature of a podcast is that it's a very yeah. intimate medium, and yep. fuck it. You know, we built this really great community with like all of our listeners it's fucking nutso that like we get to do these live shows and be in a room full of asian yeah. people and laugh at like really stupid shit it's fucking amazing but i mean with that like i don't want to hide anything you know this is like something yeah. that's very We're bringing stressful. you along this is something yeah. very stressful and that that happened like it i was a wreck my ibs went haywire i was <laughs> i was sorry brian i was rock climbing so much against my own will not because I oh god but i was like drinking white wine a lot so that's like our coping mechanism i was just drinking some white wine let me tell you um, no but it is it is like i i think you said it very succinctly and very uh it's very well said in that i you know and I think this is something that if if you're one of the very few listeners that has reached this far <laughs> and, and and any partnership, I think yeah, like what what was revealed between us and this rough patch that we went through is that it was a very strong feeling on both of our ends where we both felt very unappreciated. Yep. And yeah, it, it grew into this resentment towards each other. And it, there's no and I'm glad that this happened because there's just I think that no was the way. core of it. Right. I think that's like the yeah, actual core, the core of it is that both of yep. us felt unappreciated and yeah. and uh, towards each other. And it's like, you know, we, we tried our best to just like bury it and be like, let's just, everything's fine through gritted teeth. Yeah. But it, it, just, it just can't, it's, it can't, it can't continue if that, if we feel that way. And, and I think, you know, part partially, I think both of us just, that was like maybe 
coming from ourselves. But also, I think we should do a practice where where we just tell each other that, you know, Brian, I appreciate you and the work that you do for the podcast. I see it. (laughs) I've never once thought that you weren't doing any, you know, it's very apparent that you do a lot of work. And a lot of times I feel bad because I can see the work that you put into it. And I want you to know that I, I deeply respect your work and your input. Thank you, young me. And <laughs> is this what we're going to do? <laughs> this is where it's really our listeners are like, what the, f- what, what is this? Po- um, this is positive. This is not toxic. It's just positivity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that I, I can admit that I'm, for lack of a better word, I, I can be quite micromanagerial. I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I'm pretty type A. I, I, I'm organized and with that I can be quite stubborn in that I I feel that things should be a certain way mm-hmm. and uh that's not easy that's not working with someone like that isn't easy and I think through working with you I've and I've I've said this before like it it has also been a practice for myself to just trust the process more and yeah. put trust into other people but you know I I've said we've said this in our private conversations, but young me, I've I appreciate that you you are unabashedly you, and you bring us an irreverent sense of humor, and you I I am not you. I can't replicate you. You know you so this so much of your personality is integral to what we've built together thus far, and uh, I, I agree. Like I don't. Uh, I don't express that to you and tell you that I appreciate everything that you do for this podcast as well, because I think it's particularly difficult working with someone like me where it does everything that comes out of my mouth does feel like criticism at times where it's like, you should have done it this way. You should do it that way. You should do it this way. And it's like, I think a lot of, I I try to make a lot of those things about like structural, but Mm -hmm. again, like when it's at a hit clip of, and so frequent, I it, it it can get quite exhausting. And um, I agree. Like I I, I haven't um, in that regard. Like I haven't been the best creative partner that I could be in expressing to you that I am. I'm acutely aware that if it was a podcast of just another co-host who is just like me, that's just gonna be fucking boring as hell. You know. <laughs> I I mean I don't think you're boring, Brian. I think you I think you have a creative presence, and I really appreciate it. And I thank you for saying that. And I think we do. I think we work really well together. And I think um, I don't want you to feel like I I think that you're like boring or whatever you just said about yourself. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, yeah. it's fine. I get it. But okay? Thank you like for you, saying that. You're wearing I appreciate, a, you I appreciate have pink it. hair. You're wearing a pink juicy velour tracksuit. And I am wearing a polo. T- a polo. <laughs> <laughs> like it is. No, I, I find you genuinely very funny. And I, and I value your input in the podcast. And I do think that you're perspective is very valuable and i think a lot of people are here to listen to your voice and your like point of view and i don't want you to feel you know both of us put this input into this podcast and that's what makes it feeling asian so absolutely so but you know this was a this was a bit of an odd episode but we had to do it (laughs) no one's here anymore no (laughs) one's here just say whatever you want can i say something that i learned in therapy about yeah, intimacy, please. actually, intimacy and friendships. Totally. Um, my therapist was like, the thing is, like, 
a lot it's true like before i would have totally walked away from this i would have been like this this bs is not worth it um and it, not just in like professional working relationships like this but in romantic or friendships or anything like that right and my right. therapist was like that's that's like the issue with a fear of intimacy because to have a relationship with someone is to go through rough patches like this and then mm. you you come out and then you have like a stronger bond, right? And that yeah. bond is like stronger. So like our working relationship now is stronger because we of this, um, what we just experienced. But a lot of times before when I was younger, I would get to this point and just leave, right? Yeah. And then I'd be like, why am I so lonely? I don't have any friends. I don't have a fucking, you know, I don't have anything, anybody that means anything to me. Because the, the first sign of like confrontation, I would just like quit. And right. I, and so I, I just feel like it, it, I just wanted to say that cause it reminds me of what you were saying in the beginning about friendships, you know? Yeah. 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 So I think it's, it's value. Like, you know, if it sounds really corny, like a self-help book, but it's like relationships, <laughs> like, need, like things like this happen and you need to like fight through to make it stronger. So I'm happy that we resolved it. And I do feel a lot more secure in our working partnership and I'm really excited but also, Brian, I just want to say one thing. Should we record a What Are You Ashamed About for our Patreon? Because we need oh. a bonus episode. Because I, I, oh I can go. Let's go, Brian. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we could just... Oh, fuck. Now that we're All in right. like a nice, positive mood. Okay, young me. So, listeners. <laughs> okay, listener who has made it this listener, far. Listener. The one listener. Thank you so much, let's, let's, listener. Let's, ho let's hope that you are a Patreon subscriber because if not, <laughs> the, the episode comes to an end here for you. Um, okay. Uh, listeners, as you know, we have a Patreon. Uh, please support the podcast. We, we, have some, <laughs> we have some big things in the works for this year and we promise, we promise, we promise. I'm, yeah, we, we, all of their all of your donations are being reinvested into the operations of this. We're we're continually broke because we don't fucking pay ourselves. But we don't. Um, <laughs> listener, so if you want to hear the answer to this next question, you're gonna have to subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, now that we're in this weird therapy-like mood, young me, what is something you're ashamed of this week? <laughs> All, All right, right so well, before we end the episode, should we say something we're proud of? You kind of said it already on the Patreon episode. We're back yeah. to the regular episode, right? We're back to the regular episode. We're, um, I, I'm proud of us. I'm proud of Freeling Asian. I'm proud of our work together. And I'm proud that we figured out this, this little rough patch and we got stronger for it. Yeah. I'm proud and of that. I, yeah, like you said, Young Me, I... I I, I truly do believe that um, the fact that we were able to work through this together, I think that we have a better understanding and a, a, a stronger mutual respect for each other's creative processes and work. And I, I feel that since uh, those conversations that our um, working relationship has gotten stronger and I'm, I'm really excited for... Um, you know the what's to come for this podcast because we already yeah. have some really really exciting guests lined up for you all so uh listener if you if you 
listener, listener if you here. Uh, one person that's left. <laughs> you spread the word. Uh, get a, Grab a megaphone and tell everyone that we have some fucking fire-ass guests coming up on Feeling Asian. But and yeah, you know. I want to think... I want to thank the one person that's left listening. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for sticking, listening to our entire argument about the podcast beef. Oh my god, the great beef! But you know what? Podcast drama. Mark it on your calendars. There's the pre beef and the post beef. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, it's time to do some Patreon shoutouts. As a reminder, we're on Patreon at patreon.com/feelingasian. Go check it out. There are many ways you can support us on the pod. And, you know, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you get a shout out on this podcast. And uh, without further ado, let's do some shout outs. First shout out for this episode goes out to Stephen Ahn. Stephen, I am going to guess that you play a lot of golf. You are the second best golfer in your group chat. And you work in biotech for a day job. So you do you. You're doing great. You have a strong retirement portfolio. And you should be very proud of that. Uh, Second shout out for this episode goes out to Mary Ellen Hitt. Mary Ellen Hitt. Mary Ellen, or maybe it's just Mary. Middle name Ellen. Mary. Last name Ellen? I don't know. But Mary, you are a teacher. And a great one at that. So congratulations on last year for being the voted by the student body as the coolest teacher. And uh, thank you for supporting the podcast. Third shout out for this episode goes out to Janine Kampor. Janine, you throw the littest dinner parties in your group chat. However, I'm also going to guess you're a bit of a homebody, which is why you like to throw parties uh, at home. Gosh, that's that, my psychic abilities are. Oof. Please tell me I'm in the ballpark. <laughs> uh, but in any case, thank you, Janine. Next shout out goes out to Loretta Park. Loretta, Loretta Park. Loretta, you work at a bookstore, or you work in publishing. One of those two. You're a book Asian, and you read so much to the point that you can, like you can't enjoy traditional literature if that makes sense you're into the really esoteric off the beaten path house of leaves that kind of stuff but you know what you're talking about you're incredibly good at what you do so if you have any book recommendations please send them my way and last shout out for this episode goes out to elisa olmstead Alyssa, Alisa, Alisa Olmstead, Alyssa Olmstead. Um, I have some allergies going on right now. Flonase isn't working. Alyssa, you are um your athlete, athlete Asian. Athlete Asian, DJ Asian. Uh you, you run, that's your thing. You but you're not annoying about it. You just run. You've run a couple marathons. You have a couple marathons under your belt. DJ Asian is you get Liddy without fail every Friday and Saturday night. You're going to Brooklyn warehouses and going to these raves and doing ketamine. That's my guess for you, Alyssa Olmstead. But 
That's our shout outs for this episode. Once again, you can support the podcast at Patreon at patreon.com slash feeling Asian. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow our podcast, you can follow at feeling Asian podcast on social media. You can follow Brian at it's Brian park. And you can follow young me on Instagram and Twitter at YN mayor and follow her on TikTok at young me mayor. And, and that's it. Please support our Patreon if possible. Bye. <laughs> Bye.